Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review. I was going to say morning briefing, but the afternoon briefing today, morning where Ali Bain is uh, right enough over in the good old USA. I'm Derek Clark, and I'm joined today uh, all the way across the pond by Ali Bain. How are we getting on, Ali? Very good, Derek. Um, very good. Thanks. Glad to be on. Uh, you know, I was thinking as we were coming on there, the uh, state of America right now, we have an administration that doesn't really listen to its fans or its followers, rather. We've got a leader that many think is needs replaced, and we've got lots of representatives who aren't doing their job properly. So in many ways, America is very much like Rangers <laughs> right now. Superb stuff. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk all things uh, Rangers. Folks, uh, someone asked me yesterday if uh, we're going to be off like the, the coaching staff and the players, of course, off, off for a couple of weeks. No, we're here every weekday talking uh, about uh, Glasgow Rangers, of course, up uh, throughout the World Cup break. So you can get your daily fix uh, of everything that's coming out of Ibrox. Not a lot, I have to say, uh, over the, the since the, the players uh, broke up after the, the draw against St Mirren. Uh, but as ever, there's, all, there's always plenty to talk about uh, when it comes to Rangers. Before we do so, folks, you can see the little ticker below. Uh, we've still got that tremendous offer on the website, just a pound for two months worth of content. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. And as you can see, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel for, for absolutely nothing as well. And thousands of you are doing so. So thanks very much for, for doing that. Um, Bob gets in touch already, Ali, uh, with your America comparison. He says, uh, Gio's not as bad as that. So <laughs> he's not having any of that. Uh, and uh, Alan gets in touch. He says, yeah, I want a bag of cans and Donald Trump back. Oh, not quite sure. Listen, after this announcement last night, right? I think he might have his... Uh, Maybe it was Wish. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, crazy stuff going over there in, in America at the moment. Um, but Ali, watching from afar, of course, uh, the team uh, have now broken up uh, for uh, the World Cup break. They don't come back competitively until they take on Hibs at Ibrox on the 15th of December. It's been a bit of a, a disastrous campaign, you could say. Um, what have you made of it uh, watching uh, over in America? It's, it's been a really tough watch, mate, obviously. It's, you know, we, we are fortunate, I guess, that we're not in the hustle and bustle of it. So when I go to the shop or I go and see friends or, I, you know, speak to work colleagues, they're not typically bringing up <laughs> Rangers travails. Yeah. But obviously I'm connected enough with with the, the social media and obviously, you know, websites such as your, yourself and, and Heart and Hand and all the other good stuff that goes on in the Rangers um Sort of fan world, so I'm I'm fairly connected, but I guess at the same time it's it's tough because on the goodwill and and I guess the sort of momentum that was built on last year, I think we, we all expected this to be uh, I guess a continuation. Obviously, that's not happened. I'm sure there's a obviously a myriad of reasons for that that you boys have have covered so well this season. Um, but I guess I think for media, the, the the toughest part is I guess we've we've really. I think we've lost our way a little bit as a club. We've lost our way a wee bit as a support as well, and that we're we're trying to clutch at excuses. We're trying to clutch at reasons for things that I guess per, perhaps in the past we wouldn't really have to worry about. You know, I think we've we've maybe lost our identity as a club, and that we're trying to now see ourselves as a European force, see ourselves as a, a you know maybe some wee bit different than traditionally we've been as a club. That's a little bit more sort of blue collar, hard working. You know, we're Recruitment's been a little bit, um, I guess, sort of in the face of that as well. So yeah, it's, been, it's of course, mate, it's been a tough one, um, and and hopefully once they get back, they'll um, 
maybe make some steps to move it forward. Yeah, uh, this comment coming in from Andrew Smith. Uh, what time do you call this? Uh, do apologise, Andrew. We're here this afternoon, UK time, but uh, uh, is uh, just just past nine am where Ali is at the moment. So technically, uh, is the morning briefing uh, yes. where, where Ali is at the moment. So uh, yeah, not having that. Um, Ali, we, we met each other, of course, in uh, Seville for the, the Europa League fight. Uh, can you imagine how? I mean, a few months down the line. And we're at a stage now where Rangers are nine points behind Celtic in the league. Um, the Champions League, of course, getting into the, the group stages was a, an achievement in itself. However, less said about the, the campaign, the better. Um, where has it all gone wrong for you? I, I think the obvious one, mate, that, that stands out is, um, I guess, is the got a bit of complacency. You know, I think maybe the manager looked at the players after that cup final. Uh, and obviously the, the Scottish Cup final, and thought he had enough left to go, a lot more ground to cover. Yeah. I think they looked at the opposition, obviously the main one being Celtic in the league, and thinking that they've got enough there, or they've shown enough rather in the, the semi-final and the final league game of the season that there's not too big a distance. And like I say, they've maybe become a bit complacent. Obviously Celtic have lifted their levels, whereas I think it's been fairly obvious that, that we've dropped ours. So I think that that gap in between has been something that they've they've tried to solve by, you know, for example, Van Bronckhorst trying to coach his way out the problem, which, you know, you, you can be a great football manager, you can know every tactic, you can be a great leader. If your players aren't as good as the other ones that you're up against, and I, again, I, I think that would be fairly obvious right now that our players aren't perhaps to the levels of, of some of Celtic's better players. And certainly that's been the case in the Champions League, right? That the levels are just miles different. Um, I think that's where you need to address it, mate. Is you, you need better footballers. I know that's a very reductive, very simple thing to say, but but um, you know it's a steel sharp and steel, right? If you're if you're only as good as your sort of poorest players, I think the boys at the bottom end of our squad right now are are, um, are really dragging us down, and that's a that's a again I guess a shame, really. Yeah, um, let's touch on on some of the news. Uh, yesterday, the, the, the Dutch journalist uh, Marcel van der Kran uh, told Sky Sports uh, with regards to Giovanni van Bronckhorst's situation. He says, I think he's counting on the fact that he'll be there once the World Cup is over. He's gone on holiday at the moment. He is aware that there is some unrest among the fans. But if you look at the way he entered the club, Rangers is a massive club in Scotland and has a reputation in Europe. You can see that with how they went to the Europa League final. He had very little to invest, but they carried on in the Champions League this season. They played against all the big teams with a very limited squad, and that squad was not built for the Champions League uh, and the Scottish League and the Cup all at once. Ten injuries at the moment. He knows he has to work harder with uh, his team, but he needs players. He has the backing of the board very much, and he is counting on the backing of the board because they have not invested any more. And if you see the amount of injuries they've had, it would be very unfair to sack him. Um, what do you make of those comments, Ali? And do you think the point about the injuries is a valid one? I mean, I've never known a season like it where there's been so many big players, first-team players, out with long-term injuries. Um, it really has hampered efforts this season. Is that, is that, is that a fair uh, comment to make that why Rangers have struggled so much? Uh, it is obviously right. If you've if you've not got your your best eleven out there consistently, right, you're you're obviously you're going to be a disadvantage. I think it's 
it's a little disingenuous though when when you've got the the constant well let's wait till the players are back wait till the players are back i mean what does yeah. that do if the lads that are playing right now right what are they thinking i don't know they're not necessarily performing but it's you know they the support act until you know someone else gets back in um i, I think as well it doesn't su necessarily surprise me though about the the dutch media sort of support for geo um you know he's our Dutch coach, they want to see their Dutch coaches do well. There's maybe views of him becoming a national team manager in the future or certainly back being in club football in Holland. So they they are naturally very supportive, um, which obviously <laughs> perhaps are a bit different for our media. It's a little bit, a bit the opposite in Britain, right? We like to shoot them down. And obviously the fact that the chances of a Scottish manager going to you know other leagues is um is certainly no, you know, not not something that happens a lot. So yeah. I think there's obviously that piece, but yeah, I think I think when you break it down, I think they they mentioned obviously that a couple of mitigating circumstances. Obviously, mate, it all adds up. But again, if we're if we're um, you know if we're trying to look at this objectively, it's it's very hard to do your job with, with so many injuries. But I guess at the same time, you're at Rangers, right? You you don't you don't get that luxury. You, you're playing against teams where. Our, 22nd player should be better than than the majority of their players so you know if we can't if we can't beat them in the league then really I guess we've we've nothing to back us up there yeah uh, Ali you work in football of course I wanted to get your point on some of the comments coming in there Jim Boyd said is the injury list from not enough warm-up or not the right type of training and uh the Hebridean bear gets in touch he says uh Derek players are getting injured due to they're nowhere near the fitness levels of last season um this has been an argument that's came from from the supporters this season uh, towards the players um is this something that you've noticed Ali and in terms of the injuries is that is that a fair comment I know I asked the manager about this a few weeks ago now and he said that uh, the uh, Champions League campaign is more intense than the Europa League. All the games were, were, were scheduled uh, at a tighter time school because of the World Cup, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were getting muscle injury, impact injuries, sorry, as opposed to muscle injuries. That was before, of course, Sakala uh, and uh, Ridvan uh, came off injured with uh, muscle injuries. But um, what do you put the, the, the long injury list down to? Yeah, there, I guess there's some of them, and it's you know there's been so many, mate. There's, there, there, there's I guess there's not really a, a sort of lineage between them, right? There's yeah. there's obviously somewhere like you know, let's take your man for example, right? There's there's a boy there that you've obviously brought in. It's a really talented footballer, and they've obviously been doing a lot of physical work with him, a lot of squats, you know, a lot of sort of leg yeah. work to build up his core strength, and you know it's it's the most frustrating injury in football, but a hamstring goes. When, like you saw the, the example of it happening, he stretched to make a block. You know, you've got the Goldson injury as well, where it's a sort of awkward landing, a sort of awkward yeah. movement, and he's overextended himself. So th those ones are purely, I guess, just bad luck, right? Those those can happen to any football at any time. The tough one for me is is the um, is like the Tom Lawrence one, for example, where the lad clattered him in the last minute, and it's just yeah. sort of, you know, Hey, that that is what it is. That's not is what it is. That's a bad challenge. You know that was that was a really unfortunate one. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I guess the longer term injuries, you know, your roofs, hellenders, and whatnot. I mean, th those are more frustrating because I guess it's sort of compound injuries, right? Of there was a once upon a time an injury that is sort of, I guess, worked its way into other ones as you move forward. But it's, I, I'll be honest, me, I, I don't think we can put it down to training. 
it sounds like we could be doing a preparation because there's enough of them. You know, there's enough staff yeah. there that the quality control would, you know, be able to catch each other. I guess the fitness one's a bigger discussion because I just think, well, we're perhaps defending differently this year, you know, yeah. and, and, and a byproduct of that makes us look slower. It makes us look lethargic. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I just think last year we defended very man for man. Everyone was very active all the time. So it looks busier, you know. Whereas when you're against, like say, we played at Anfield and everything's low blocks, sitting in, there's not a lot of movement there. That that looks slower and it, it looks, you know, um, like I say, a wee bit more lethargic. But yeah. I don't necessarily think there's a lack of fitness. Me, I, I just think it's more a case of we're not playing particularly well. And a byproduct of that is, you know, the confidence levels drop, there's less runs, there's less movement. And as I guess the overall piece of that looks like they're not as fit and you know if, if we went in tomorrow and looked at their fitness results i think a lot of them would be comparable with last year i just think the performances aren't matching and and that's the sort of easy takeaway we can make you know yeah but touching on the manager uh, bob says uh, bottom line is the levels have dropped is geo the person to raise them now brian loudup uh, has came out there's been a bit of a uh, a few words said between Loudrup and Van Bronckhorst. Uh, he said he stands by his comments about his body language, saying that he doesn't look like he has a belief he can turn this around. Um, what, what do you make of the managerial situation, Ali? Do you think Van Bronckhorst can uh, turn the, the fortunes around? Um, a lot of supporters have sort of lost belief that, that he can do so. Um, it's, it's, it's a difficult one. He's, he's away. He's back in Holland. He did tell us he was going back there uh, to see his family. Of course, he's still live over there. Um, many supporters felt there would be a managerial change after the, the weekend's results. But as it stands, folks, uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst is still the Rangers manager. Um, is it? Do you think it would make sense bringing someone else in Ali at this point in time? Well, I guess to take the first point, mate, about is is this. You know, is he the right guy to turn it round? It's it's tough, right, in the sense that we're I mentioned the little you know, we're, we're went away from what we are as a club and Geo as a personality, right? Just forget him as a footballer that he played for the club and all the things he's done. Just as a guy on a level, is he someone that if you said to the Ranger support, here's his personality and here's his character traits, is he someone that you would want to lead your club? I don't necessarily think the answer would be yes there. I, I don't think he he gives that um, sort of quiet assurance. I think there's sometimes an arrogance that comes over. And again, I don't I don't think that's him trying to appear better than Rangers. I don't think that's him trying to appear better than Scottish football. I just think that's a sort of natural thing that comes off of footballers and people who have played at that level and have, have yeah. been at that level. So, for example, when he's questioned there about his body language in Loudrop, uh, or by Loudrop, or certainly the, the article that Loudrop's involved in. Yeah. I guess he must have took offence to that. And I guess that's fair. There's a bit of professional pride there. You know, you don't want to be seen as being weak or being questioned. Um, but at the same time, mate, we, we all can see it. You know, we can all, we can all see it. There's, I guess, there's a, 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 sometimes a lack in how he conveys what he thinks. And I'd say, certainly don't think it's a language problem. I just think there's a sort of phraseology, how we hear things problem. But it doesn't command the, I got this, I'm in control here. And that and that's personally what worries me now. If we go on this from a purely coaching and football level, is he a good Rangers manager in, in, in the technical aspects? Of course he is. 
you know, he, he could sit and put a seminar together that would blow our socks off and we'd be thinking how great a manager this guy is. Absolutely. But it, it boils down to footballers. He doesn't need to convince me and you. He needs to convince 11 guys that are in that dressing room on a Saturday to go and win. And as yet, he hasn't been able to do that this year. And I guess the biggest confusion is he managed to do it last year. So what? So what's the problem? Like where's this connecting? Like I say, that 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 blank, or I guess that void we're trying to fill here, is um, is one we're always going to be questioning until till the team starts performing well again. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get to some of the comments that come in uh, with regards to Geo. Uh, Ian Lamb says, uh, "Hi guys, uh, Geo's style of play more suited to uh, Europa uh, League than the SPFL." Uh, and uh, Ian uh, McDougall uh, makes a similar point. Hi, Ian. Uh, Gio is a very good cup manager. In a one-off game, he can work his magic. He isn't a league winner. Uh, do you think there's a, an element of truth in that, do you think, of, from what you've seen so far? Well, certainly last year's run would suggest that, right? And certainly in the knockout games in Europe, I thought he did very, very well in terms of managing the 180 minutes, you know, the dynamics of home and away games. And cup football... I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really sold on this deal being a cup manager thing. I mean, Scottish Cup last year was a few scary, you know, a few scary moments in that well, run as well. The final Cameron wasn't Richard the best. Sets a crossbar, doesn't he? If, if that right. goes in, it's a it's a different game. That 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 semi final. But um, that, that right. went. Rangers obviously done done real, really really well when uh, uh, getting over that hurdle. But but I think mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. Well, and then in terms of him being a, he isn't a league winner. I mean, you, you can't argue with that because he hasn't won the league, right? So. There's, there's, I guess there's a different style of football that I guess you need to win a league in Scotland a little bit more aggressive than I think we're seeing right now. Um, and again, I know I keep harking back to it, but if, again, we were to ask 100 Rangers fans, what type of football do you enjoy watching? I'm not sure the answer would be, yep, slow, laborious, side to side, you know, not really a lot of runs, not a lot of movement. You know, I think that's... That's maybe the other part in all of this, mate, is, is the answers for the club are there. We've got 150 years to go back and look through, you know, examples of what worked and what didn't. So, um, you know, I think I think the answers are there if we if we want to look for, certainly want to want to pick them up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brian C gets in touch on the style of play. He says it's boring to watch and it's never going to change. Honking, so he's uh, <laughs> he's certainly not sitting on the fence there, uh, yeah, making his, his, his feelings known. And uh, Curry Muncher says uh, fans are now participating in a rea- reality show every game. I'm a Ranger supporter. Get me out of here. Uh, it's it's not been good to watch. There's no doubt about it. And as uh, Ryan Stewart says, uh, I'm at the apathy stage now. Feel so flat about the whole club. Uh, no sign of any changes either, which just adds to the bad feeling. Uh, you sense a lot of that at the moment. Supporters just sort of resigned to the fact that the season is, is running away from them. Uh, do you think at this point in time, Ali, uh, we're in November, we don't come back until uh, December time. Of course, Hibs come to Ibrox on the 15th. Um, is, is the league done? I think the short answer, mate, is yes, unfortunately. Um, now, does that mean we can't make it competitive? Does, does that mean we're not going to be able to compete over, you know, and make it interesting? I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think we can certainly put up a fight. And again, most fans would, would want us to do that anyway, right? Even if we were to make a, a change in manager, I don't think everyone on mass would be thinking, right, we're going to go win the league now because we've got a new coach there. Um, I think they would be looking more to, okay, what are this? 
you know, what are the building blocks heading into next season? Who who are the leaders on the field we can start to buy into again? Who are the guys that we can say, okay, here, here's the seven or eight players that are going to be consistently in our starting eleven. I think that's that's more important to to the to the, I guess the fans right now is that they want something to hang on to, right? They want they want people yeah. that they can believe in, and when you I guess when you lack that belief, you'll try and do anything to find it. Um, so I guess the bigger concern for me right now, to be honest with you, mate, is what players are staying next season. Yeah. I guess in the manager, would it feel um, would we feel better? Would it feel a little bit more in keeping with what the fans want if we were to make a change? I, th- I think that answer's obvious. I think we'd all probably want that now. Um, the bigger concern for me is is how we fill in the rest of the season. Do we do we have the guy we want ready now? And if, if that answer's no, um, you know the the tough part is how do we bridge that gap? If it's the summer we've got to wait, how do we solve that? Is it a interim manager, a youth team manager getting promoted? Um, you know the boys that, that, that cover the B team for for heart and hand do a, a great job of covering the players, not necessarily the, but covering the coaches because there's there's not a lot from them. You know they're they're Rangers guys, they're youth department guys. That's up where they've worked. They've not really got a history in first team management. So that that jump to come in, let's say, Davy McCallum takes the team for the rest of the season. You know he'd be learning on the job as much as the players would be. So. I yeah. think I guess that's the that's the tough one right now, you know. Yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Alfredo Morelos. A few comments coming in with regards to him, Ali. Um, his form is 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 falling off a cliff. Uh, I think Gio got a bit of a bounce off him um, when he came in initially last year. Uh, got injured, of course, up at Dens Park, uh, and he's came back looking a shadow of the player that that he's been before. Um, bit of a horror show in Paisley on Saturday. A lot of supporters have had enough. Of course, we all know about his contract situation, um, but he did himself no favours on Saturday, afforded an opportunity with the injury to Antonio Cholak. Where do you stand on Alfredo Morelos at this point in time? Um, disappointed, obviously. You know, it's it's this weird situation where um, he's good enough to start. I think he's a better centre-forward than Cholak in terms of how we play. But yeah. Is Cholak in more form? Yes, he is. So therefore, he has to play. I'd like to see us be a bit more pragmatic. And well, we need to win some football games. So maybe we try another formation. Maybe try something else. You know, maybe it's a three-five-two. Maybe maybe it's something this this being sort of you know dogmatically wedded to we have to play this formation. The ergo, we can only play one of them. I think that discussion frustrates me because if you're not winning and you're not playing particularly well, you, you have to do something different. But I guess at the same time, mate, the, the other piece of it, Morelis needs to meet us halfway. You know, yes, it looks like he'll be leaving the club. Certainly his performances would suggest the club probably would rather that be the case. Um, but we're still paying him now. <laughs> he's not, you know, yeah. he's not here for free. He's not, you know, doing it the goodness of his, goodness of his heart. So, or we're certainly not paying it the goodness of ours either. So I, I guess that that's the, 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 the troubling piece I have. I guess when you strip it all back, though, mate, and you look at this on a human level, I mean, this was a guy who the management team slaughtered after PSV. Now, rightly, right, is there was obviously a reason for that, yeah. but they dropped him, they'd taken him from the team, um, and they'd benched him for a couple of weeks, even in games where you'd expect him to play. So him to sort of do a full 180 and come out and be this, you know, 
excellent striker when they need him. They need him now because they don't have any other alternatives. I think that's you know a, a little unfair for him for us to expect him just to be amazing because yeah. we now need him. So I guess there's there's maybe a, I guess a breakdown in communication there as to um, if he isn't going to stay, that's cool. But you need to expect to be a backup, and that's all you're going to be second or third striker. Yeah. Um, and I, we we also need to accept if if that's going to be the case, that's the performances we're going to get out of him. We can't we can't expect him to be happy being a backup either. So I guess that the the long answer to this, mate, is yeah. we put ourselves in this position. If I'm honest, we had yes, it's Morelos' fault for for not performing, but Rangers own a piece of this as well. You know, we we created um, we created this monster as well. Yeah, and this point from Ali says it's often forgotten how poor he was under Gerard at the beginning of last season after his pre-season of jogging in a hotel car park. I do remember that, 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 that little clip. I'd forgotten about that until Ali had brought that up. Yeah, listen, he's nowhere near near the levels that, that he should be uh, for a Rangers centre forward. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, improvement, big improvement needed from him. And you see some of the comments there saying they don't want to see him in the Rangers jersey uh, again. Um, so I can understand that. It's... Uh, not offering Rangers much at the moment. Um, you touched on the point, Ali, about players out of contract next season. It's something that Giovanni van Bronckhorst has addressed uh, recently, where he said that there could be up to 10 players leaving in the summer, um, loans and players out of contract. Uh, how concerning is that for you? There was a feeling that this summer there'd be a bit of a squad refresh, um, but of course extensions were, were handed out to a number of the experienced uh, players. Um, do you think major surgery is required come January or next summer? Absolutely. And I guess he, that's going to be the case even if Gio stays. And I, I think this is the, the big question that we need to answer is um, what do we want our first 11 to yeah. be, right? Is it a mixture of experienced guys and younger players? Are we looking to try and bridge that gap a little bit more with the 25 to 29 year olds which really we don't have a ton of right now you know it tends to be guys at the start and maybe the end of their career um i think also as well when you when you look at the contracts that were handed out last year there was a few stop gaps in there with with our field davis and mcgregor getting deals i think that's probably made this look a little bit worse because you know all being fair i think they would have probably been expected to be backup guys yeah, but at the same time, mate, if if you're expect, you know, if you're giving Davis another year, and then you don't bring him on on Saturday in a, in a you know a must win game, for example, the the St. Mern game there uh, just passed, yeah, and you're bringing on Ryan Jack to play in essentially his position, right? Ryan Jack's not a whole mid; he's a he's a box to box guy. Then why keep him? <laughs> why is there in the first place? Now, if there's the well, it's the better devil, you know, we're not quite sure if we can get a better replacement. We'll wait a year. Then that's you know that's maybe not a bad investment, but when you're doing that with with seven or eight guys, you know that that now you're entering the the seven eight they replaced them with now have to work. There is no settling in periods. You now need to be good. Um, and and I'm honest, mate. I think there was always probably good. Well, I'm certainly hoping there was always going to be um, additions made in January and subtractions. You know that were then sold on as well. That maybe sort of ease that amount of player turnover. I guess the bigger the bigger problem we have moving forward is um like I said, what type of club do we want to be? I, you know, this yeah. this sort of couple of years loans thing, I'm I'm, I'm never really 
sort of convinced by. I don't I don't feel we can buy into a player, nor can they buy into us. Like the Sands and Tillman situations, for example, you know, obviously they're part of those contract um you know contracts ending. If we're to sign both of those up and pay nominal fees that that work for our budget, would they be good solid additions to the squad? Absolutely, but if those two are your cornerstones, right? If those, if Sands and Tillman are your main men next year, I'm not so sure fans would be happy with that. You know that, yeah. and that's that's the tough part is how can we buy into the the long term of these type of players if you've got no first team guys there to play next to them. Yeah, and what do you make it? Some comments come in about the recruitment and, and Ross Wilson having to shoulder some of the blame. The players that were brought into the club, Ali, uh, I think people were crying out for a, a right winger, um, ditto a central midfielder. Uh, Rangers spent money, a lot of money on, of course, bringing in Red Van Yilmaz, uh came in. Uh, ben Davis, of course, came in centre half, a bit of money spent spent there. Uh, do you feel that there's positions that, that, that should have been addressed in the summer? What do you make of the, the summer recruitment that, that was carried out? Um, I guess there's two schools of thought. The first one being, if you look at the the players they actually brought in and what assessed them, I, I honestly think there's a lot of positives there, right? Yeah. If you look at them purely as signers, purely as footballers, I guess the bigger question that is, is, is did we really need them? Do we, do we really need those specific players? Like even, let's take Davis, for example. You know, to, to win the Scottish League, did we need another centre-back at that level? Could we have got by another year with a Katic in there or, a you know, even a Sands playing at the back? Could we have got through with that and then used that money to invest another midfielder or a right-winger, like you said? Same example with Yilmaz. Could we have got by... Another year with you know Leon King being a backup left back, for example, with with Barisic being our main man, I honestly think we could have. You know, I guess that's the frustrating part. If you're if you're spending multi, multiple millions on a backup, you know that that's the tough part when it comes to recruitment. We're in a spot now where everyone we sign probably needs to be a first team player, i.e., a starter. Um, We've we've done a, a a lot of work last summer. And this somewhat gets forgotten. We've done a lot of work signing players at the academy level, under fifteens, under seventeens. So from a recruitment perspective, there's a lot, I guess, a lot more positives than negatives, right? Yeah. This whole idea that Ross Wilson needs to be sent away to an island somewhere, I'm not really, I'm not really sure I buy into. It, it is part of the sort of hysteria and the hype around we're not winning. So somebody. You know, needs the blame put on them. But what I would say is, though, Derek, they, they, they need to punch, they need to box clever, you know, and they, if they don't learn the lessons from this past summer as to, right, well, if we've got money, we need to spend it more wisely. I think that's perhaps the lesson to be learned because ultimately, mate, it's not spreadsheet manager, is it? We don't care how much money they make. We don't care how, um, you know, much we're saving on our budget compared to spend. That doesn't matter. We need to win football games. That's all fans care about. Um, and I guess that's the that's the balance we need to try and, you know, maybe what closer towards. Yeah, and Teddy Bear uh, points out our academy is a shining light. Uh, lots of talent there. You're spot on, Teddy Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, a number of uh, great young players uh, coming through. James Skeen makes an interesting point here, Ali. I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, team needs more runners from midfield, do you think? Um, for me, I think Tom Lawrence has been hugely missed uh, since uh, 
getting injured, of course. Of course, we haven't seen him since uh, the end of August uh, when he lipped off against Ross County. I think he's been a, a big loss. Um, but what do you make of this point from, from James, Ali? Is that, is that an issue that Rangers have really struggled with? Absolutely. Runners, dribblers, scorers, <laughs> crossers, you name it, mate. Our midfields lacked, you know. And, and listen, a byproduct of that was under Gerard, there was a conservative midfield. Right, you basically had Jack and Kamara that were pseudo fullbacks as well as yeah. midfielders. Right, their job was to defend while everyone else attacked. You know, under Gio now we're asking those same guys to do you know box to box attacking midfield. You know, if if you look at for example someone like Glenn Kamara, right? Let's say that performance at the weekend there against Man. Yeah, if you look at his technical ability, you look at his quality at the top of the box. All of those things should add up to, well, he should be good in these positions, right? He's got enough ability that he can carry the ball, but he hasn't done it for two years. So expecting him again just to sort of out of the blue be able to go and do yeah. these things, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure. But I think the heavy lifting, the heavy lifting right now on Rangers' uh, attack play falls to a couple of players. And I think we need to do more with our midfielders, whether it be movement, Right, whether it be runs in behind, whether it be giving them the ball more and asking them to drive more at players, I think Lawrence for sure gives you that. And like I say, he's been a a massive blow to lose him. Um, also, someone with with an injury record as well joining the club. So you know, yes, it's a killer. He got yeah. he got that whack against Dundee, but you know, uh, sorry, um, Ross County. Starts Ross County there at the yeah, start yeah. of the season, but at the same time, you know, if we're, if we're pinning all of our hopes on Tom Lawrence. You know, that's the other part where we're not building the midfield right, if that's the case. Yeah. Okay, okay, folks. I think that will do us there. Um, thanks to everyone for interacting with the program as ever. Lots on the website just now. Um, Joshua has done a, a great piece there on uh, Ryan Kent uh, and asked whether he's underperforming if he's relied on too heavily or just misunderstood at Rangers. So I do urge you to check out. There's also a piece there I've commented on there. Brian Loudrup's comments criticising Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's uh, body language. Big thanks to Ali for joining us. Uh, thank you, Ali. Appreciate it, mate. Can I do a real quick plug? Is that yes. okay? Yes. So two, so two things, uh, and uh, the, the boys would kill me if I didn't mention it. There's a new series right now in Heart and Hand, and I know the idea of paying to listen to me talk probably appalls <laughs> some people. But um, there's a show I appear on. It's Adam Thornton, obviously, that, that a lot of the listeners will, or the viewers will know. Yeah. Um, been on the show a bunch of times. Has a show called Tactics Talk and Heartland that I periodically appear on. Joshua Barry's on there as well. Um, and we're looking right now at much of what we've spoken about today, the future Rangers, what do we want the team to look like in that sort of evolution um, moving forward, whether it be Geo in charge or someone else. And then the other piece is um, there's a series that I put out in the spring season there and, and any of the guys who enjoy the nostalgia pieces that you put on the site, um, retrofootballanalysis.com is a website I run. It's a, 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 me and a friend of mine. Um, we look at some old games when we covered all of the European games in the 92-93 season. Um, the Rangers Champions League run. We even looked at the final, which was even harder to watch, the Marseille-AC uh, Milan final, which was which was fun as well. So like I say, guys can go in there and look at it. But finally, Derek, I want to say thank you to um, Johnny McFarlane for the $500 uh, appearance <laughs> fee that he's paying me today. I know, obviously, he's, he's taking a break this week, but uh, I just wanted to put that in there at the end there. And uh, thanks to yourself, mate, for having me on. 
just taking the blue pound. That's what we like. <laughs> if people want to interact with Ali online, he's on Twitter at Ali Bain. Uh, so go give him a, a follow, folks. But yeah, it's been terrific having them on. We'll make sure you get you get you on more often as well, Ali. It's uh, it's been fantastic stuff. Uh, and do Appreciate go check it as a. Uh, as his site as well does great work uh, uh, does Ali so uh, yeah super stuff um, we'll be back again tomorrow folks but until then enjoy the rest 